0: Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor David Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life.
1: For 33 years, one of our main missions focuses has been planting churches. Last year, we were a part of launching churches all around the world. 20 of them were right here in the United States.
0: On our launch day, we saw 1,698 people come to church. Over 1,500 people giving their life to Christ. We've had over 250 salvations since launch day. The first day, we had two packed houses, people getting saved, people getting delivered, healed, transformed. Thank you so much, James River Church. Thank you so much for your amazing generosity. James River, thank you for investing. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you so much, James River, for your commitment you are a part of every salvation, of every baptism, of all the people finding purpose. You play a part in lives changed in Boise, Idaho.
1: In addition to planting churches in the U.S., your giving made a massive impact around the world. In Nigeria, we planted churches all across the country. Each one of these churches are connected to a brand new water well, which has opened amazing doors for the gospel. We were also part of exciting projects all around the world in countries like Spain, Bosnia, and Mongolia. In Indonesia, we helped local missionaries with the funds they desperately needed to expand an orphanage. All of this is made possible because of your investment. Even more children will receive an education and be disciples and transform their community. Well, we're so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. And in a sensitive Middle Eastern country, you're giving created unprecedented opportunities to spread the gospel. We've had 261 encounters with the gospel. We're getting to make disciples, mm-hmm. people are coming to the Lord. And because of your giving, a church plan in Egypt now has their very own permanent location in the heart of Cairo, where they're seeing exponential growth.
0: We were meeting in a rental location, and we didn't have room. We had people sitting on the floor because there wasn't a space for them to sit. Because of the generous giving of James River, we were actually able to purchase our own building. We've just seen
1: like exponential growth.
0: We've seen people saved and come to the Lord. We've given
1: Bibles to people who have never held a Bible before. Thank you so much, James River Church. This year, we're so excited to announce we're gonna be part of planting 55 churches and funding vital missions projects all around the world. 20 of those church plants will be right here in the United States, including places like Nashville, Tennessee, Denver, Colorado, Houston, Texas, and Tempe, Arizona. Tempe has 180,000 people
0: living in it, and there's only 12 Christian churches in Tempe, and so we believe that we can come in and fill a void to plant a spirit-filled, Bible-believing church in Tempe, Arizona.
1: Thank you so much for your generosity. We are so excited about what God is doing, and we're very grateful to James River. In addition to planting churches in the U.S., we're also gonna be planting 35 churches overseas. In the continent of Africa, the Christian church is growing, but extreme poverty coupled with historic drought conditions makes meeting together as believers beyond difficult. But now we have the opportunity to plant five new churches, all connected to brand new water wells to provide clean water that is desperately needed in the African country of Kenya. Kenya is one of the most significant and important countries on the continent of Africa. 30% of the people do not have access to safe water. Kenya has been in the midst of a prolonged drought. About 80% of all the sickness and disease is caused by unsafe water. We're gonna go and provide a clean water well. We're gonna plant churches. Every one of these churches will have a water well. It's gonna bring transformation and literally tens of thousands of people are going to come to Christ. Also, one of the things we're really excited about this year is planting 30 churches in the country of Vietnam.
2: Vietnam is a country of about 100 million people with about 2% evangelical. Being a communist country, there's a lot of restrictions. And when you go into an area where the enemy has had unchallenged access and you shine the light of the gospel, there is an all out spiritual battle. You
0: see manifestations of evil spirits. Many people share of feeling like a choking feeling in their sleep. That's when you realize how much spiritual warfare is actually In 2024,
2: our goal is to see 30 new church plants throughout the country. It is Vietnam's time for the gospel to be preached. Come on! This is a historic day in the life of James River Church. It's a historic day at every campus. For everybody who's watching online, you're a part of this. What God is putting in front of us. And that's just a preview of where God is taking us and what we're going to be looking at in the next two weeks because it's so exciting. It's so thrilling to think about. And honestly, it grabs your heart. Uh, As I watch that, it, it makes me emotional because you think about a communist country like Vietnam and what 30 new churches is going to do. Think about the impact. It's going to be absolutely extraordinary to watch what God does through it. So I want to encourage you right now to grab this card at your seat. I'd like everybody to grab it at every campus online. There's a link in the chat so you can follow along with us. But this is a day to embrace God's heart for the lost. This is a day to say, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing on planet Earth in a significant way. And when I think about this day, I think about the last words of Jesus. How many of you know a person's last words are their most significant? And Jesus said, go and make disciples. That our call is to go and see people transformed by the power of Jesus. So today we get to evaluate our heart, whether our heart is in line with God's heart. If we're about what he's about. And as we align our heart with his heart, then watch God do something supernatural through our giving. And this is above and beyond our regular giving. Uh, And when I say our regular giving, I mean the tithe. It's the first 10%. The Bible says it belongs to the place where you worship and that he promises when we bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, he promises to bless the rest. And yet God wants... To do more through you than you could begin to imagine. He wants to do the supernatural through you. And today is a day where he accelerates what he wants to do through you as you lean into what he's doing in the lives of people all around the world. And I can't wait to see what happens through it. And so as you're holding this card in your hand, you know, when we think about stepping out in faith in our giving, it's the key to seeing God's blessing in our lives. And so you're holding, really, something that God wants to work through, not just to touch nations and transform whole people groups, but he wants to bless your life with. And you know what? Historically, James River Church has been very strategic with the missions dollars that people have given, because we want to maximize the impact. And so you're holding this card, and at the center of this card, you'll read this heading. It says, how does my giving impact? And so you can understand how what you gave last year was used and is being used. I want to quickly walk you through these numbers. And the first number that you're going to see is $3,695,565 in mission support. Okay, here's why they're already cheering, because We, that's you, James River Church, supports 706 missionaries all over the planet. Come on, church, that's powerful. On top of that, we have missionaries coming to us every single week, every single week. With opportunities, it could be a vehicle that they have the opportunity to buy, or technology that would make them more effective in what they're doing, or land. And a mission's faith promise Sunday, and you writing down what God's put in your heart allows us to know what we can say yes to. And so it's a powerful thing to watch what God is doing through missionaries around the globe as they advance the gospel through your giving. Then the second number is $520,666 in supplies and resources. So the people of James River are incredible. We send teams all over the world on missions trips, and those missions trips are self-funded, but we wanna get behind those trips with supplies and resources so they make the biggest difference possible. And so that's what that number speaks to. The next number is $3,581,000 in missions projects. So this is church plants. So last year, you're going to hear more about the impact of this, but we were part of planting churches in Nigeria. We planted churches across the United States. We drilled water wells in sub-Saharan Africa that were connected. I mean, it's just Absolutely astounding what we got to be a part of. That's all represented in this number, including churches that we were able to provide buildings for, which is so, so incredible. Then the next number is $1,157,132 through One Child Matters. So, as a church family, we sponsor 2,438 kids around the world. Oh, come on, 2,438 kids. Becky and I sponsored two, and you know, when you sponsor a child, you're not just meeting their physical needs. You're also meeting their spiritual needs, and you're not just impacting or transforming their life. You transform a family. You hear the stories. It's, It's amazing to hear what God does through that simple act of faith in sponsoring a child. All of that means... That James River, that's you, that's you at the West Campus, that's you at the Joplin Campus, and North and online, that James River gave last year to missions $8,954,364. Let's give God some praise. Oh, come on. That's powerful to see the name and fame of Jesus advance and lives transform. Church, it's astounding. It's absolutely breathtaking. And so now, as we think about what God has in front of us to do this year around the world, it's also faith building. Because he doesn't want to do less. He wants to do more. He's got more for us. And he's got more for you. And so as we think about what God wants to do, as you think about what he did last year, you know what, we're not thinking in terms of what we can do we're thinking in terms of what he wants to do through us what he wants to do through you supernaturally to advance his kingdom into some of the darkest corners of the planet and one of the things that's so exciting about a day like today is it's an opportunity to hear God's voice which is not just something that affects today Hearing God's voice has ramifications for every day for the rest of your life. Because God is speaking to you. He's talking. The question isn't, is God talking? He's talking all the time. It's, are you listening? Are you leaning into what he's speaking to your heart? Because powerful things happen as we hear God's voice and say yes to what he's speaking to us. Because he wants to challenge you. You know what, if what he puts in your heart today doesn't unnerve you, it's probably not God. I think of last year talking to a couple, they were sitting in a missions Sunday service just like this, and they were thinking about, they were holding that brochure and they were thinking about what God wanted to do through them, and they said that as they were sitting in the service, God placed a number in their heart that was shocking, something they had never done before. He spoke to their hearts and told them he wanted them to give a hundred thousand dollars. That—that's the number he wanted them to write down on that missions faith promise card. That'll take—that'll take you a minute to process. Like, okay, hundred thousand dollars. Okay, God. They wrote it down. Not only did they write it down, they completed it. Not only did they complete it, but God like just in amazing ways in huge ways bless their business and them personally and they stood on the back end of that going wow god we had no idea but it started with their yes to something that seemed way outside of their ability god wants to challenge you god wants to do the impossible through you but it starts with hearing his voice listen to what paul writes in romans chapter 10 verse 17 So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, what's going to happen? And this happens every time you hear God's word taught. That faith rises in your heart to believe him. God doesn't want to do small things. He wants to do big things through you. He doesn't want to do things that you can see your way to. He wants to do things that will only happen if the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you step out in faith and then you watch his supernatural supply meet you. That's an extraordinary place to live. That's what today is about. And I'm so, so, so excited because what you saw in the video is just part, it's just part of what we're going to get to do this year through our missions giving, both locally, nationally, and all around the world. And yet, as we talk about missions, it's important that we think about missions in the way that Jesus taught about missions because as we think about missions we want to follow the pattern that Jesus gave us which is actually why we're talking about what we're going to be doing across the United States and locally on this week and then next week Brandon's going to unveil what we're going to do internationally. It's going to be thrilling but the reason we're doing it in that order is that's the order that Jesus gives us because this is missions. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, what we can think that mission starts at the ends of the earth, but Jesus said mission starts in Jerusalem. Mission starts right where you're at because when you, you think about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, Jerusalem would be your local area. It would be your neighborhood. It would be your city. It would be your workplace. It would be your campus. Jesus said that's where mission starts. But then it expands from there to Judea and Samaria. Judea, you could think of southwest Missouri. You could think of the state of Missouri. In terms of Samaria, you could think of the part of the world you live in, i.e. the United States of America. And then from there, he calls us also to reach around the world to the ends of the earth. That's Missions, which is so powerful and exciting. It starts where you live, which is why we're going to be talking today about our impact locally and nationally. And as you think about our impact locally, we're going to be talking about things like Saturday Serve that I'll explain in a moment. We're going to talk about uh, other outreach projects. We're going to talk about how we have an opportunity to impact the next generation through the new construction and raise up ministry leaders through the college that are going to change the world. All of that's incredibly exciting, along with planting 20 new churches all across the United States of America. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. And yet, and yet I'm cognizant of the fact that there are some in here, maybe you're sitting at the North Campus, maybe you're watching online, you're like, David, I can tell you're excited about church planting. That's awesome. Maybe you've never known why you should be excited about church planting. I want to tell you, church planting is exciting because there's a desperate need for church plants, but also the reason, the foundation for my enthusiasm is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 16 and verse 9. Look at this. He says, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. There are three truths I want to look at with you from this verse that inform why we should get behind the planting of churches all around the world. And the first one is this, the potential for eternal impact. I love that word potential. What does God want to do? Look at this. The beginning of the verse says, use worldly wealth, i.e., Jesus is saying, you use your worldly wealth. There's potential. God gives you everything you have so that you can use what you have for an eternal impact. It's not just about this life. It's about eternity, what God wants to do through each and every one of us. But notice what is implicit in this statement. What's implicit is that there's a choice. You can use your wealth in a kingdom-impacting way, or you can use your wealth in a way that wastes what God gives you. You know what? You can use your wealth in a way that says to your family first and to everyone else around you that Jesus Christ is more important than anything else in the entire world. That what what we're called to do, we're on mission with Almighty God to reach people all over the world. You can tell people that. And we all know people who use their worldly wealth in a way that when they got down to the end of their life, their stewardship of what God had given them preached a sermon. The way they used what God had given them had an eternal impact. And yet we also can think of people who when they got down to the end of their life, they had basically nothing to show for it because they had wasted what God had given them. Jesus says you have a choice. Jesus says there's potential in what he's put in your hand. The question is, what will you do with what he's given you? How do you make the greatest eternal impact with what he has placed in your hand? And to answer that question, all you have to do is look at the New Testament. Because when you look at the early church, the way the gospel advanced was through starting new churches. It's the preferred model of advancing the kingdom of God within the pages of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, he goes and preaches in places like Lystra and Derby and Iconium and Ephesus and Corinth, and he plants churches. He personally planted between 14 and 20 churches. That's amazing. When Peter wanted to see the gospel advance, he planted churches. When the Apostle John wanted to see the gospel advance, he planted churches. Why why did they do that? Because the Roman Empire was going to be turned upside down through the planting of churches. And the gospel spreads like wildfire and touches and changes the world. But it starts with the planting of churches. But not only is there potential, but Jesus' second truth from this verse is that there's a promise. I love promises. There's a promise of eternal impact. Let's go back to the verse. Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed. I want you to notice the connection between being welcomed and friends. When you get to heaven, what will your welcome look like? Jesus says... That when you use your worldly wealth to create, facilitate, and with the potential for eternal impact in mind, you create friends for eternity. Which means we can have this vision of when we get to heaven, people are going to come up and pat us on the back and say, because you gave, I'm here. And then they're going to walk away or they're going to whisper quietly, thank you for giving. That's not this. What Jesus is saying is, you're actually going to have relationships that last eternity because you gave today. That the people who welcome you will not be acquaintances. The people who welcome you won't just be somebody you bump into and then you never see again. No, the people who welcome you will be your friends. That through your giving today, you have the opportunity not just to transform the lives of other people, but to transform your very experience in eternity. That you have friends waiting for you in Viet- from Vietnam. You have friends waiting for you on eternity's shore from Kenya. You have friends from Salisbury, North Carolina. Why? Because you gave and you created friendships that welcomed you into eternity and that lasted for all eternity. That's an amazing thought. The gospel is exceedingly personal. This is not giving and forgetting it. This is giving and eternity remembering it. It's the promise. It's relational. It's personal. It's powerful. And the way those relationships are created is through the planting of churches. Why? Because church planting is so effective. For the spread of the gospel, Ed Stetzer, who teaches at Biola University, wrote this, Nothing is proven to be more effective at reaching and discipling unreached people than church planting. In his article, Why Plant Churches, pastor and author Tim Keller writes this, Dozens of denominational studies have confirmed that the average new church gains most of its new members, 60 to upwards of 80% from the ranks of people who are not attending any worshiping body. They're not going to church. Added to that, that researchers tell us that on average, in the existing church, they'll see one person saved for every five people that attend. That's the average existing church. In the average church plant, they'll see one person saved for every two people that attend. That's a 300% increase in salvations. Church planting is radically effective for reaching people, which is why I'm so excited about our our plan and opportunity and the promise of what we're getting behind as we plant churches is exciting. But not only does Jesus catch this, point us to the potential for eternal impact and then the promise, but this is where he gets serious. This is the priority. This is big. Look at this. He says, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, there's coming a day where your bank account won't exist. There's coming a day where your investment account won't exist. What will last is what's made an eternal impact. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying the moment your time on this earth comes to an end, your opportunity to see lives transformed through the use of your worldly wealth is over. It's over. And everything else we can do better in heaven. We can worship better in heaven. We can serve better in heaven. But we can't reach people better in heaven. That time is over. That opportunity is done. Right now, listen to what Jesus says, because this has ramifications that are very urgent for us. Because right now some things are happening around the world. And listen to what Jesus says first in Matthew. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the nations, and then the end will come. Right now, Bible translators tell us that by 2033, there will be a copy of the gospel in every language on the planet. Nine years. Nine years. Now, we don't know. We're not date setting. We don't know when Jesus will return. But Jesus said, behold, I am coming soon. It's urgent. John chapter 9, verse 4, Jesus said, we must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. In other words, there's urgency here. There's urgency. We have an assignment from heaven that impacts eternity, and it's dependent upon our willingness to say, God, I'm in. God, I say yes to what you want to do through me, and then watch him work, because he wants to work through you. So this is why I'm so excited about what happened last year as we planted 20 churches. Because you think of Clayton and Courtney Small. They planted Ark Church in Magnolia, Texas. And on launch day, they had 750 people in church, which was so exciting. And they had eight people say yes to Jesus, which is awesome. And they just planned earlier this fall. Since they launched, 66 people have come to faith in Christ as, G- in Christ as Lord. 47 people have been baptized. That's awesome! This is amazing. Then Union Church. So this is Brian and Karen Bullock, Union Church. On launch day, they had 1,687 people in church, okay? Three, or 362 people made the decision to follow Jesus. But since they launched, over 1,500 people have come to faith in Christ. Over 400 people have been baptized. Jesus is building his church. That's the effectiveness of church planting. The Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings because the Lord loves to see the work begun. A church plant might look small at the beginning, but God says, I'm going to accelerate that. I'm going to breathe on that. So I love the story of Way Church in Nashville and Noah and Maddie Heron who went there with their young family to plant this church. Let's watch what God has done through them.
0: Hey, James River Church, my name's Noah Heron, and this is my wife, Maddie, and we live in Nashville, Tennessee, where we just launched a few months ago, Way Church. When we announced about a year and a half ago that we were gonna start a new church in Nashville, your pastors, Pastor John and Debbie, reached out and said, hey, James River wants to sow into Way Church, and boy, did they do that. We have received wisdom and advice and godly counsel on top of the financial means Necessary to start a brand new church. And on September 10th, 2023, we officially launched Way Church.
1: In just four months, we've been able to feed over 12,000 people. We just launched 18 new small groups. We've been able to baptize 28 people, and we've already been able to see 116 salvations right here in the city of Nashville. God is just now getting started.
0: We know that in 2024, there is more, more salvations, more baptisms, more community, more mission. James River Church, thank you so much for giving generously so that uh, the gospel can spread in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Come on! Are you seeing why church planting is so exciting? That's just one church plant that God is working through in a city to bring light in the darkness. This is a Supernatural Sunday. Because of what God does through you, because of what God does through us, at every single campus, there are going to be people in heaven instead of hell eternity is going to be changed. That's why you can't think about today in terms of what you can do. Because if all of us just think about what we can do on our own, if all of us just think about what we can budget, we'll do a lot less than what faith would do. This is a day not to think in terms of what we can do. This is a day to think in terms of results, that eternity hangs in the balance, that lives are going to be forever changed, that cities are going to be transformed, that nations are going to be turned upside down with the message of Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about today. Which is why I'm so thrilled by what we're going to be a part of in the coming year as we plant 20 new churches across the United States, getting behind planters in various parts of the country to see lives transformed and changed. And so I'm going to put up this map, show you where we're planting. We're going to be planting, helping plant in Belgrade, Minnesota. I mean, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Anchorage, Alaska. Becky and I had the opportunity to be in Anchorage this year. Incredibly dark. I mean, the drug issues and suicide in that city are mass. They desperately need a gospel preaching church, and we're going to be part of putting one right there, church. Come on. That's powerful. So Oakland, Maryland. But I want to highlight just a few of these cities and the planters that are going there so you understand who we're getting behind. Denver, Colorado is a city in desperate need, which is why I'm so excited we're getting behind Nate and Michaela Gay. They're planting Devo Church. Now, the homicide rate in, um, in Denver has skyrocketed over the last decade. It is, um, it's out of control. Added to that, the crime rate has risen by 90%. Homelessness in the last year, the homeless population has increased by 32% in Denver. And yet, they're going to plant Devo Church in the center of that context to see lives change, believing that Denver needs the answer that is the message of Jesus, and we're going to be part of it, which is so, so thrilling. Then we're not only going there, we're also going to Phoenix, Arizona, to get behind TJ and Courtney Williams and their sweet kids to plant Life Point Church. You know, as you think about Phoenix, it's the fastest growing metro area in the United States. But the crime rate is crazy. A crime is committed every 22 seconds in Phoenix. And they're going into that to say Jesus is king and he can rescue you. He can change your life. I think of Houston, Texas and uh, getting behind Matthew and Phelan Davis for Blueprint Church. You know, Houston's one of the most diverse cities in the country. But the poverty rate is steadily climbing. And we're believing that God is going to reverse it. As the gospel goes forward. And then Kansas City, Missouri. And we're passionate about seeing Kansas City reached for the cause of Christ. It needs more gospel preaching churches. And so Justin and Samantha and their kids are planting neighbor's church in Kansas City. And we're going to get behind them. You know what? The homicide rate in Kansas City broke a record this year. 181 murders. That's not the kind of record you want to break. There's a lot of darkness in that area, and yet they believe that Jesus can change lives and change futures, and we're going to get behind them with, with, a, with a, not just with our, hey, you're going to do great, and our prayers. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is important, but we're also going to get behind them with resource to see it done in the name of Jesus. And so as we think about the impact we're going to have across the country, I also want you to know we're going to impact our area locally. Because our area is in desperate need. Listen to these stats on Springfield in particular. Springfield's crime rate is now uh, 172% higher than the national average. That's heartbreaking. And Joplin is not far behind. The poverty rate in Springfield is the highest in the state and double the national average in Springfield. In Joplin, once again, it's not that far off. Our area desperately needs Jesus. Think about the suicides in the area. The suicide rate in the Ozark is 60% higher. 60% higher than the national average. Every 5.5 days, somebody dies of suicide. Our area desperately needs hope. And we have the answer, church. We have the answer. And so I'm so excited that last year we launched Saturday Serve. Because we're passionate about tangibly being the hands and feet of Jesus, carrying the gospel and serving the people in our area and meeting some of the most desperate needs in our area. So we launched that in May of last year, was our first one, and it's been powerful. And Saturday Serve, for those who don't know, it is one Saturday each month that we're out in the community serving together and shining the light of Christ. It's so exciting. Like we did yesterday among the homeless across southwest Missouri. It's powerful. But to date, since we launched Saturday Serve, we have served 53,823 people, come on, and we've given away 199,120 pounds of food, feeding the hungry, bringing hope to the hurting, which is absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to see the way that impact grows this year. And maybe as part of your missions faith promise, or maybe as your missions faith promise, you'd say, I want to fund one of those Saturday serves. They cost an average of $25,000 to put on. And our goal out of each Saturday serve is to meet desperate needs across the area with $50,000 in resource, so $25,000 in physical financial resource as we work to meet needs, and then $25,000 in volunteer labor as we're the hands and feet of Jesus, and so you could say, you know what, I want to do that. I, I, God's put that on my heart. I want to I fund a Saturday serve, and I'm going to make that my mission's faith promise. That would be powerful. Additionally, we're we we know that part of the mandate that Jesus has given us as a church is to pour in and to reach the next generation, right? Because they are going to be the generation that changes the world. And we are passionate about that across every campus. That's what the new construction is about, that we're creating a space and a place so that teenagers can come to know Jesus, so their lives can be radically transformed, so that they know the hope of the gospel and the power of the gospel, and they can take it back onto their campuses. We're passionate about it. Seeing college students raised up to be missionaries and ministers who lead about a great awakening that spans the globe. I mean, God has allowed us to be a part of that when we say yes to him. And maybe God's putting it on your heart to do something significant this year toward the new construction. It's missions in a local context to say, we're going to introduce students to Jesus this year like never before, and I'm going to be a part of it through my missions giving, and it would be powerful. So we're doing so much. We're planting churches. We're doing the Saturday service. We're going to be doing other outreaches through the year. It's going to be amazing to see what God does through us, but you're invited by the Holy Spirit. He is talking to you right now because he's inviting you to be a part. He's putting on your heart a number. He's putting on your heart a need. Some of you are like, well, I actually, I think he's putting on my heart a number, and it kind of unnerves me a little bit, but I don't know what to give to. I mean, the church plans the Saturday serve, the new construction, all of it sounds awesome. I would say this is where undesignated missions giving is so powerful, Where you say, you know what, I just, I care about reaching people. And so whether that's in Singapore or Springfield, I'm in. Whether it's in Virginia or Vietnam, I'm in. Whether it's in Austria or Austin, Texas, count me in because I just want to see the gospel go forward. That's powerful. You can be a missionary of supply in a context you've never visited. Becky and I aren't on the ground in Vietnam. We aren't on the ground in Atlanta. But we, through our missions giving, can be missionaries of supply in those contexts. So can I ask you a question? Are you using what you have to make an eternal impact? Are you maximizing the potential of what God's put in your hand? God wants to do more through you than you can begin to imagine, but it starts with you saying, God, this is what I have. I'm asking you to give me a vision for more, to reach more people, to do more through me than you've ever done before. And then you watch him Work, and we're believing that God is going to supply the resource to plant these 20 churches across the United States. Each one of them is going to cost at least $15,000 to get off the ground. And we're going to partner with them to see the, a gospel outpost established in these areas. And maybe you would say, David, you know what? I went to college in Atlanta or my son or daughter's in college and they're in Houston. And I want to see that city transformed. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a missions faith promise of $15,000 to see it done in Jesus name. Maybe your wife went to college in, in Houston and a husband went to college in Atlanta. You say, why would you get behind both of those? We'll make a $30,000 missions faith promise. It would be powerful. If God's speaking to your heart, you should do it. Because God wants to channel His infinite supply through you, no matter what campus you're at, no matter where you're watching from. If you're watching online, some of you are in some of the cities we're talking about and you know the need. And you'd get behind it with a faith promise to fund that in Jesus' name. God wants to work through you. God wants to challenge every one of us and I would say this is especially true for the parents in the room, grandparents. Because your giving and your faith promise doesn't just affect you. It affects your kids. It affects your grandkids, it affects those who are closest to you. Becky and I want our kids to live at the forefront of what God is doing on the earth. We want them to live at the forefront of God's blessing. And we know that it's through our faith-filled generosity to the kingdom of God that that happens. This morning, Owen and Elliot and I were talking. They like to come to church with me early. So at 6.30 this morning, we were up in the living room talking about missions, faith, promise. And I told them about a conversation that Becky and I had had yesterday. Because we've been praying through the week and God had put a number in my heart that is more than we've ever done before. And, you know, as we say, if it doesn't unnerve you, it's probably not God. It was unnerving, but I wanted to talk to her about it. And she was like, we need to do it. So I was talking to Owen and Elliot about it this morning. And they were talking about what God's putting in their heart. And it's powerful because our step of faith is causing them to think about things of eternal weight and significance. And that can be true in your home. Grandparents, that can be true in, of, your, of your grandkids, but they have to see it in you. They have to see mom and dad, grandpa and grandma say, Yes. God spoke to my heart and I'm doing it. It's bigger than me, yeah, but God is able. It's it seems impossible, God is able. I want to give more than what seems possible. How do you give more than what seems possible? You can't, but God can through you. God can through you. He can through Becky and I. He can through you. He can, as you step out in faith and say, God, I'm believing you to make me a missionary of supply. And here's the thing. It's not about what you can give. Maybe you're unfamiliar with faith promise giving. This is not a pledge. A pledge is where you say, well, I'm going to commit this amount because that's what I can see my way to giving. You know, whether through my investments or my savings or you know, cash flowing it. That's, that's not faith, promise, giving. Faith, promise giving is allowing God to speak to your heart and give you a number that scares you a little bit and you go, God, I have no idea how, but you do. And then watch him work in your life to make you a channel above your regular tithe to make you a channel to do More than you could begin to imagine. To do what seems impossible on the front end. But on the back end you go, only God. Only God. And that's been cool. Every year to show the kids, hey we made it. God honored it. We're stepping out in faith again. And watching God work. That's what I love about my parents. My dad has always said, I don't want the best I've ever done to be the yardstick for the rest of my life. And so again and again, they step out in faith. And again and again, they leave a legacy of generosity that's impacting generations and that can be true in every single family across every campus it's just you saying yes to God you know what you might say David I don't have what God's put in my heart God does I think of the story of Mike and Lindsay listen to this because this is powerful Mike and Lindsay back in 2015 they say this our marriage was having major problems and our family Lindsay and I were living off credit cards. I lost my job. Everything was coming apart. We were barely avoiding bankruptcy. In the middle of that, we heard about the power of tithing and started to tithe, and God started blessing us in amazing ways. I had served in Iraq and Afghanistan and been injured, but never applied for any financial benefit. Through an amazing turn of events. I ended up getting a year of back pay, and then back pay for all my dependents. I got health care for free, and then a pension for the rest of my life. God essentially doubled our income overnight. Still, God was teaching us to step out in faith. Mission Sunday 2022 came. God put a number on my heart that didn't feel even anything close to realistic, and yet I knew it was God. I came home. I showed Lindsay. She said God had put the same thing on her heart. Twenty-five thousand dollars. It seemed impossible, but through an amazing turn of events, God allowed us to complete our missions faith promise that year. So last year, 2023, I came into church, and I was thinking, feeling good. I'm thinking I'm going to give. We're going to give twenty-five thousand again. But as we're in the service, the pastor said, "If what you feel doesn't make you uncomfortable, it's probably not God." He's like, okay. So he said, I, wrote, I said, God, what are you speaking? I wrote the number down. He said, I turned and showed it to Lindsay. She had the same number, $50,000. God wanted them to double it. He said, the year has been filled with challenges and ups and downs, but God has powerfully provided in unexpected ways. It's nothing short of a miracle. And he's continued to bless us as we have stepped out in faith in our giving. Come on, church. That's the power of God. It's amazing. It's moments like this where we hear from God and God speaks to us and we see him do miracles through our finances. So I want you to grab the card at your seat. Grab that card. Everybody wave it in the air like you just do care. Hold it up. At all the campuses, hold it up so you got it because it might have fallen under. But here's what we're going to do. This is about you saying, God, I want what you want. I'm believing you. To do more through me than I could begin to imagine. I'm listening to your voice. So that I can be a missionary of supply. So for everybody who's making a missions faith promise. I'm going to pray right now. As you hold that card in your hand. Before we fill it out. and Then we're going to fill it out together. Father thank you for these cards. Thank you for not just the cards. But the people and what they're going to write on them. By faith. The step of faith. To believe you for the impossible. Lord God to touch the world. And change nations. May faith rise right now in Jesus' name. So you've got the pen. Go ahead and grab that right now. And here's what I'd ask you to do. Just begin to fill it out. You've got this. It looks like this. So I'm going to fill it out with you. But it says, My Faith Promise. And then it gives you the option to say, this is what I'm going to do weekly, monthly, or annually. So however that makes sense to you, you can fill out one of those slots. And just as you write it down, say, God, Okay, this is what you're speaking to me. I'm going to step out in faith. And then you're going to write down that amount. And then you have the opportunity to get updates on different things. And then write your name and your address, your information. And here's the important thing about writing your name on your card. If you're watching online, there's a link in the chat. There's a QR code on the screen, and we want you to participate, because we need everybody to do this. This is a whole church thing. We need everybody to do this at every campus, but the reason you write your name down is not because we're ever going to call you. We're never going to send you a note about this. You're not going to get an email about it. We're going to shred these after we tally them. We're going to tally them up, then we're going to shred them. Why? Because it's between you and God. It's between you and God. But writing your name is significant because you're saying, God, I mean this. Because God sees it. So don't write Mickey Mouse, don't write Spider-Man, don't sign this the way you sign a credit card receipt. If you do that, we will not count it. Because if you don't sign it, we won't count an unsigned card. We just won't. We're not going to count a ghost. We need to know that you're really in it because missionaries are coming to us. This matters. Lives are at stake. So right now, you fill that out. And I would say this. Becky and I have found that the best way to complete a mission's faith promise, especially one that you go, this is, it can only be God, is to give an offering as you turn this in. Because you need a miracle. You need to get seed in the ground. And God's gonna bless that in your life. So as you finish filling this out, maybe you dropped your pen on the floor like I did, but you're gonna fill it out. You're gonna check everything. And then I'm gonna ask the host to come forward right now because they're gonna collect the cards. And before they collect them, I'm gonna pray a prayer of blessing over you. Because we need the hand of God on our lives and we want the hand of God on your life. So everybody who's made a missions faith promise at every campus, I'd like you to hold it high. Hold it up to the Lord because this is his, right? It's not about you, this is about him. It's what he's speaking to your heart. So you just hold that up in the air right now. As you complete it, just tear it off, fold it up, hold it up, and let's pray. I'm gonna ask the Lord to bless your life as you step out in faith. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, I thank you for blessing your people, doing the impossible through them as they say yes to you to being a missionary of supply. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen.